0: Well, the almighty football gods thought us a bit too happy last week, it seems. Turns out we haven't learned anything about keeping our traps shut as we're back here at The Push-Off. Hey everybody, welcome to the new episode of the Post-Off Podcast, your favorite NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week. Well, I'll get you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's...
1: Dan undefeated against Buffalo when it counts. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. Put it down when it counts. Um, yeah, Dan, we, uh, we got put in our place this week, uh, a wild one, but uh, didn't really change... Where we were in playoff hopes and all that stuff, so uh, it just means that this week, week uh, 16, is all the more important. So I had a weird week because
1: I was able to clinch before we ever played, and uh, then we just decided apparently that's enough, and we don't need to do (laughs) any more work, and we've clinched the playoffs, and uh, we just fucking shat the bed. So, you know, you guys still got some more work to do, but, man,
0: your quarterback situation. Uh, oh, oh, man, it doesn't get any easier, yeah. And and a lot of teams are feeling that. Uh, I don't think I said, like, Vikings, Bengals, those are two teams that have started four different quarterbacks this season and currently are in playoff uh, contention, yeah. which is not supposed to happen. Um, and yeah, here we are looking at a lot of other teams that are racing right there, but <laughs>
1: heading to that same location. Can we agree that no matter how bad our week was, at least we're not the fucking chargers.
0: No, oh, things are bad for, uh, for the chargers. Things are bad for the Patriots, you know, those teams, uh, there's a handful that have been completely eliminated. There's others that have clinched like a Cowboys. I'm going to try to hit on all those and we'll try to get you looking at week 16 and who can clinch and in what ways are we are we gonna so, talk about the Richard Mendenhall tweet at all yeah you brought that up I mean go ahead what's this thing so, for the pro Bowl well so we have I don't know if you know
1: this I have a Richard Mendenhall story as well Did I ever okay tell you this? Um, I don't know my wife and I when we were dating I was up at the uh, the ihop that's uh, over at, on Clark Street in the you know in the city um the one that's north it's like in Boystown. And in somebody, Chicago, okay. My wife and I were having breakfast there And I look across the table And I'm like, holy shit, that's Rashard Mendenhall And <laughs> like, I didn't do the math in my head Like, fucking guy went to University of Illinois Like, it's actually not crazy that he's, you know You're seeing him Out in Chicago, I guess, yeah And it was the year that he was uh, he was going to free agency From the Steelers I was like, oh, I got a fucking And I was just mesmerized I was like, holy shit, it's Rashard Mendenhall And uh, my wife's like At the time, my girlfriend's like Don't talk to him I was like, I got it, it's Rashard Mendenhall and I come over, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm a big Cowboys fan. We'd love to have you in free agency. Love if you came, you know, if you were a Cowboys. Like, yeah, man, keep my options open. I appreciate that, though. I go, what are you, uh, what are you doing in Chicago? He goes, I'm, I'm from here, man. I go, I went, you went to University of Illinois. I should have known. And he goes, oh, okay. Like, he knew that I recognized him. I'm like, all right, man, good luck. You know, best of luck with everything. Super nice guy. Uh, turns oh, out mildly racist, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Because he he made the point that uh, white guys shouldn't be talking about football because there's not a chance Mm-mm. that we could play nearly as well as someone like Rashard Mendenhall. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rashard Mendenhall. Richard Mendenhall is what I would describe as a mid-tier talent, right? Okay. I think that's pretty fair, is he had a short career as a running back in the aughts, you know, in the, the mm-hmm. late 2000s. Um, mid-tier talent, you know. But to say that, like, white guys in general can't play football and then to have a tweet responded to by J.J. Watt. is like, well, that's, I mean, right there. You kind of, whoops. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that. J.J. Watt's talking to you. If Tom Brady had decided to chime in, you'd be like, you know the greatest football player of all time is just a fucking white guy. <laughs> um, but J.J. Watt had a great response tweet to it, which was, uh, not going to lie, uh, white versus black, we're probably getting cooked in the secondary. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> not, not <clears throat> if Somebody's like, oh, we're going to start fucking Troy Apke as uh, our starting <laughs> corner I don't think we're going to do too well man against Tyreek he's going to he's going to dice <laughs> us up um but yeah I think we'd be pretty strong in the trenches at least <laughs> you know a good offensive <laughs> it, line
0: it starts <laughs> it starts a, it starts a, a little uh, a comparison of uh, if do the straight down the race line of uh, uh starting in the pro bowl yeah, we'd, somebody who's like you know I think you're all forgetting the Asian Americans uh, yeah. I think we start with Young Wei and then go on from <laughs> Anyways, Do we get to uh, we get to draft
1: <laughs> other races where it's like it's like all right, well I'm taking the, the Polynesians. It's like yeah, that'd be a good Polynesians one shake, are first pick and then uh <laughs> you know, you got the Mexicans in there too. They can play some good D-line. They can play good linebackers. Uh-huh. They're good. <laughs> um yeah, I mean the only race you don't want to take
0: I think in football. Careful, careful, careful. We're no, this just is starting this No, this episode. is fine. The only Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. Only, no, I don't want to talk about races you're not gonna take. No, no, no. Well no, I mean um, it's it's like well, you can, got a full? there's a
1: particular breed of white guy you just can't take in the NFL. Fair enough. And it's just that's fair. You can't take it's the Russians. Mine. You can't take okay. a Russian. There was one guy, I think I it was Igor Olshansky. Do you remember him? He played for the Chargers for a long time. Okay. And just like never seemed like he actually wanted to play football, just wanted to hurt people. Can't trust guys like that. Can't have an Igor Olshansky know. knocking things around. Sometimes
0: you just need a big guy that's gonna hurt people. Um, we want to talk about the games. I'm trying to lead us to the football. And uh and that is what happened last week, getting us ready for the next. Are there um, any Indian
1: guys that play?
0: I can't get you off this. I can't. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to think. I actually don't know. What if we start with the Seattle Seahawks beating the Eagles twenty to seventeen? Monday uh, night football okay. is game of the week.
1: Yeah, no, I'm off this now. Now I'm <laughs> there we go. Now I'm
0: on board. Hurts two interceptions, he ran one in. Drew Locke started. So here's the thing, Dan. I'm pretty sure you told us you were taking the Seattle Seahawks if Geno started. Right? So since Drew Locke played this one. Ooh, did
1: I, I, took, did I take the Eagles? the Eagles? Oh, God, what a what a <laughs> bitter pill to swallow. You know what? That's fine. I'll suffer. I'll suffer right. as long as the Eagles lost. I'll I'll be yeah. fine
0: with this. Uh, two interceptions by Love. He had the uh, game-clinching one uh, just because his uh, teammate was there to stop his leg from going out of bounds. That was wild. Um, this was 10-3 Eagles at the half. Uh, Eagles still clinched playoffs mm-hmm. this week, even though they lost. They're in. But the Seattle Seahawks uh, making their uh, chances a whole lot more hopeful here and now it's seven 7-7 and seven and looking, looking very good. It's hard to beat Seattle in, in Seattle, though. Had to have it with a uh,
1: you know a conference yeah. win at home like that's a huge thing. It's real tough to travel across the entire fucking country to play Seattle, and Seattle's defense has been pretty good. Also, Jalen Hurts apparently super sick all week. Um, yeah, you don't just like bounce back from that shit. You heard the legend that uh, the Michael Jordan flu game probably also wasn't right. flu. Oh really? <laughs> that, like Michael Jordan was just drunk as fuck. And like, <laughs> suit, like the most hungover he's ever been in his life. He actually didn't have flu. He's just fucking, he's just an alcoholic. Um, but Jalen Hurts is like, oh, I'm so sick, I actually can't travel with other human beings for fear of also getting them sick. So there's been a regression. Somebody made a great point that since Joey or since Nick Bosa was like, hey, um, there's like a fucking blueprint on how to beat Jalen Hurts and it's not that complicated. He's 0 3 since that happened. Since. Uh, Nick Bosa was like, hey, there's a blueprint on Jalen Hurts, and you can go after him this way. He has not had a good game in any of those three games from 49ers, Cowboys, and Seattle.
0: It was a tough sled. It's a very tough sled tough of haul, those yeah. three teams. But uh, those are also three playoff teams in the NFC you have to get through to go to the dance. So, that it's yeah, it's shaking. It certainly is. I wanna bring this to uh one thing that you don't want to hear though, is the Eagles had this dip at the exact same time last year. Now they did it when Hertz like wasn't even on the field. Yep. He had the injury and was missing games. But they did this exact same thing last year, but they were in a better position to get the number one seed last year too. Here it seems to be slipping away where they might have to go and win some games on the road to go back in the NFC now. They've got a pretty um, easy honestly a pretty can, easy like schedule moving forward. That's true, yeah. So what are the Eagles? I mean, they got the Giants this week, and then... Uh, they got the Giants G- twice. Twice. Oh, and the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. So they are in a good spot here to bounce back from this three-game skid they're on. Well, one of two things happens, right? They either bounce back
1: and rip off three in a row against teams that are not as good as they are. In fact, just mm-hmm. two teams in three games. Um or they lose one to the fucking Giants, and at that point, they lose the division, they lose everything. It's a fucking, you know, brutal sled. Yeah. You can't slip, that's true. You cannot slip. You can't have one game where it's like, ah, oh, we got these guys. And the Giants are fucking weird this year, man. Like, oh, yeah. you know, they'll put up some strange games. So they're, it's a division game, you never know. Um, but still, if you had to end your season with the Eagles schedule, with the Cowboys schedule, I think you'd want
0: <laughs> the Eagles schedule. Two of these three are at home. Yeah, they're in a nice spot. They're in a nice spot. Um, we'll get to the picking of next week, but first let's throw another game in there. Let's throw an overtime win of the Texans beating the Titans. This one I do give it to Dan yeah. picking correctly. Took the Texans. I was not going to take him if CJ Stroud was saying. Though here's the thing, Dan was like, "I'll take him even with Davis Mills." It wasn't even yeah, him, which is crazy. <laughs> We get Case Keenum in which Dan, when you heard it was going to be Case Keenum, did you second guess this pick at I, all? I didn't honestly because I nice. I figured
1: at that point you're like, all right, Case Keenum is a you know he's a good backup. You know sure. if you tell me Case Keenum or Davis Mills, I'm like, ah, that's you know two two a like it's not a flip a coin. That's yeah, true. flip a coin. It's not a huge difference between a guy like that. What it tells me is this is a they've got a pretty decent quarterback room there in Houston. That's what that tells me um, sure. is you've got two guys that can back up a guy like C J Stroud. Even though C J Stroud has even with missing a couple games is definitely the offensive rookie of the year. Like he could miss, mm-hmm. he could probably miss the rest of the
0: season and he's the offensive rookie of the year this year. He's been that he yeah, Pretty much had to be our depending on. Yeah. What somebody does here in the last three games, he's probably true. Um, this was Titans though, early 13 to nothing early 13 to three at the half. It was just field goals from the Texans. Honestly, most of the game, um, Keenum should have thrown an interception the play before he ties this thing with the touchdown <laughs> so so many chances for the Oilers that day to take it from uh, the other Houston team but um, absolute they, snatching
1: of the ball by the way uh, yes from Dalton that, touchdown. Schultz. that thing was fuck and it wasn't even a touchdown he just fucking
0: grabbed that thing and he's down at the three crazy oh the one before yes but um, both teams get multiple chances in overtime, and it's just a bunch of sacks. Uh the Texans had seven in this game. Uh Levis, yeah, didn't really have a lot of time. He wanted to stay in there with it. Singletary, uh, another great game. Since he's left Buffalo, he's become he could be a workhorse back. Um We love him. Got yeah, and we loved him coming out, that's true. And got him in range for the fifty four yard walk off, which Eliminated the Titans from the playoffs mathematically.
1: And honestly feels like it eliminated Derrick Henry from the Titans. Like Mm. in terms of production, like I've I can't remember a worse Derrick Henry game. Like Or season. I mean, yeah, this is one of those things like you're gonna be thirty years old and you're Derrick Henry and you're amazing, but you know that it's the end of the road for you. Like you've had a super productive career. I, I think the best thing they could do for a guy like Derrick Henry is, like with a couple games left, be like, hey, we're just going to release you. And if you want to go somewhere for the playoffs, like be a complimentary back and try to chase a ring. you Because know? I, I don't know who's picking him up next year. Is maybe a change of pace back, but he's, he's no longer a focal point back. And they want to move away from a guy like him and give Will Levis the opportunity, uh, who also injured
0: himself near the end of this game. Um, yeah, turns out that's, that's not right. going to be too severe, though. Okay, yeah, I saw that they that yeah, they didn't really even need to bring him back in there though, but um Texans staying alive, they stay at what 8 and 6 um and in that race for the the AFC South is just now a three-way tie with the Colts and the Jaguars, that's nuts. Well, they're um, on the outside looking in though. That's the thing of that those sucks. three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're the bottom of those three. Um and then the uh, the Titans eliminated themselves from that division. Um Cool game. I thought the tit- Titans were in control of this one early, and I was surprised to see it just kind of whittle down there at the end and uh, find it in overtime late as he tried to keep track of seven games here in the early early section. Crazy, But it, it ended fun. Um, a lot of defense on the overtime. Those offenses just seemed tired. And then it's just because Singletary tore that one off of the little pass, he was just able to uh get them in enough range so that was nice.
1: And it was crazy. I thought it was absolutely over uh Singletary goes on like a you know, dashing run and then mm-hmm. uh you know they're like, "Nope, sorry, penalty. Fuck you." And yeah, uh, you know, that was that was pretty rough watching that thing happen. Um but they Take were off of, you know, points. Yeah, but they were absolutely able to uh, you know, to get that thing going. Um yeah, I mean, it was truly like Watching this game, you see that a team like the Houston Texans, if they get into the playoffs, which is not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination, if they get in, goddamn, they're going to be pesky because they are in every one of these games. They are like learning how to win. And I personally think D'Amico Ryans is maybe the front runner for coach of the year. Uh, I know we've got huge, you know, Shanahan probably deserves it. You've got. A bunch of really oh, valuable... now is Kevin
0: Stefanski.
1: Stefanski's done a great job, but Stefanski's also been in that position for a couple years. This is D'Amico Ryans taking over a really, really, what was perceived to be a bare cupboard talent-wise Texans team and turning them into True. a playoff team. Give a lot of credit to, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud, but also give a ton of credit to D'Amico Ryans.
0: Yeah. Well, and we'll see those two guys uh, match off here next week. But first, I want to talk about Seahawks. Titans. Titans. Ah. Um, this week is, well, first of all, it's Christmas week, everybody. I hope you're going to have a Merry Christmas with your family and everything. And football is taking over Christmas. Started last year. It's around the holidays now. You know, it's it's basically on the weekend, and NFL goes, all right, then, we're going to sink our, our claws into it. We're not going to give it up. Um, so starting, you know, starting this week, Thursday, we'll have the, our normal Thursday night game, and then Saturday games, christmas eve games christmas day games it's all weekend long as football so Three christmas uh, day games yeah buckle in everybody um for this one first though is a it's just a regular sunday a noon game seahawks at titans titans just got eliminated so i'm taking the seahawks to keep this run going this might be a tough one for them a, a noon start on the other side of the country but Titans are in a tough spot, so I'm taking Seahawks.
1: Uh, Titans are in a tough spot; they got nothing left to play for, and the Seahawks are just absolutely hungry. You know, I mean, once again, they are also on the outside looking in right now, but they've got to put together a tough slate here at the end, so they can't lose this game.
0: <laughs> I think the Seahawks are in a good spot, um, given what I know of where my team is and Aye. who they're playing, and now uh, the other stuff. But uh, yeah, Seattle find themselves in a in a uh, heated playoff wild card race now. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns beating the Bears at home 20-17. to 17. This is one I picked over, Dan. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because uh, Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I Mooney's can't, dropping can't. Hail Marys. Uh, but Joe Flacco came out to play again. He did throw three interceptions, but Fields tried to equal that to himself. Um, Amari Cooper over 100 yards, Najoku over 100 yards. 7-0 at the half, very tight game, but yeah, Browns with the lead at the end there, and then last second, the Bears trying with that Hail Mary, which did fall into Mooney's hands, just smacked back the other direction for the interception. So that was one of Fields' two, so hard to give him a <laughs> uh, too much hurt in that one. But That's true. A wild game, Browns survive it, and again, they're standing strong at a 9-5 and five and first tied for first no second in this division right because the ravens so in a strong wild card spot are the cleveland browns with the win
1: and i will tell you this um almost all of the points in this game were scored by uh basically joe flacco uh both (laughs) you know the bears and the cleveland browns points he two of his uh interceptions basically caused one was returned for pick six one was basically caused by a touchdown so i know i picked chicago but like yeah, the Browns had them outclassed almost the whole game. It was just a couple mistakes that they made. Um, being able to be nine and five in that division, being able to be nine and five in the AFC, going on what your third, fourth fucking quarterback like Dorian Thompson Robinson, PJ Walker, obviously Deshaun Watson. You're on QB number four, and you're nine and five in a mm-hmm. murderer's row division. Really, really impressive. I I wouldn't be mad to see Stefanski get some Coach of the Year awards he's been tremendous and also the fact that you lose nick chubb
0: you know all the injuries all of the stuff he's had to deal with it's been crazy yeah it's amazing that they're still at this spot and yeah looking back at this one it was 17 to 7 bears heading into the fourth so another bears kind of collapse, but it was one that was kind of set up that way of the browns like stop shooting yourself in the foot you'll be all right um the yeah the browns offense and you know, Joe Flacco can not turn the ball over as much and just kind of play a little more controlled ball. He'd be enough almost. He feels like he can be enough, especially this year when no quarterback's healthy. Uh, he could be enough for the AFC. Um, this is the position we have us in, though, for this week, is uh, basically a game that is up for this uh, position in the AFC Wild Card is Browns at Texans browns at texans is pretty much you want this wild card spot come and get it this one will mean quite a bit once we're all said and done uh i've been back and forth on this one from what i'm hearing it seems like cj stroud is still not healthy like i don't know how bad this concussion is or whatever but they're not saying he's going to be playing for this one so if he's not i'm taking browns and i'm pretty much ready to do that now because i don't it sounds like cj stroud isn't playing I will actually
1: uh, say, regardless of CJ Stroud's uh, playing time, I'm going to take the Texans because okay. what I am most impressed with, probably on the brown, on the Texans, even more than CJ Stroud, is uh, the play of Stingley. Stingley is a legitimate shutdown yeah. corner right now. Like I remember the the talk about him or Sauce Hammer Sauce. Stingley always had that upside. I think he's hitting it now. I think we're mm-hmm. at a point where, you know, Sauce Gardner was a shutdown corner. I think Stingley has usurped him as maybe one of the better corners in the NFL. And so if you put that guy man on man with a guy like Amari Cooper, I don't I don't know how many more options Joe Flacco is going to have against a decent Texans defense. I'm gonna go with the Texans.
0: Oh, it's yeah, the Texans well, I'm not it's the Browns offense is what I'm worried about. I mean they they're off their running game disappeared in Chicago. Nobody could move the ball on the ground. So it, but I just don't think – I don't know. They still have found a way to get 20 points. Their defense gets uh, into some issues, and if it's Case Keenum again, I don't know. I don't see that magic continuing for two games in a row. So that's why I'm going the, the different of the Browns. Browns can clinch a playoff spot with some help here, a win and some help. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different help they need, so I'm not going to get – into all of it, but we're talking about the Browns back in the playoffs. Crazy. We'll be soon talking about the Lions in a good spot to go to the playoffs. Crazy. The Bills are finding their way back into the playoffs. Well, we you don't got those talk normal about the Bills. That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> we got those normal teams, you know, that are heading back in the Niners and the Chiefs, you know, the Eagles, and, clinch, yeah. stuff like that. The Chiefs will probably be back in Ravens. there. But there's some, um, you know, there's some surprising new new horses in there. I haven't been in there for a long time. As we, you know, wake up here in late December and find them still alive it's wild okay uh here's one that you know you could have thrown in the two minute no offense but let's give it some time because they have clinched the NFC West the 49ers 45 the Cardinals 29 you know we saw it coming we both picked it Cardinals did everything they could to keep into it uh it was 21 13 at the half and then the Niners pulled away uh Ward had two interceptions a pick six himself McCaffrey had three touchdowns Brock Purdy through four, he's making an argument to get some awards himself here. A uh, legitimate argument, I would say. Yeah. Cardinals also eliminated from the playoffs after this one. Cardinals not
1: embarrassing themselves. I know they are a 3-11 and 11 team. They're probably going to be picking in the top five. Not embarrassing. This has not been... Like, if you're, if you're Gannon, you're looking at your team going, alright, I don't know if Kyler Murray is the answer moving forward, but I also don't know if you replace him with any rookie if your team gets much better. Like, they sure. need help on a lot of different places. They need help at the wide receiver position. Like, there's fucking nobody. You know who their their leading receiver was in this game? Trey McBride. Yeah, the tight end. Yeah, Trey McBride. Their second leading receiver was Elijah Higgins. Like, yeah, you need talent. You need talent. You've got to have talent. Um, I thought he's got their defense actually playing pretty well. You just wind up breaking against a guy like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. There's just too much talent on the 49ers. But still, they comported themselves well, stayed in it in the first half, and then just got overwhelmed with talent in the second.
0: Yeah, the Niners are getting very, very scary. I don't know who's going to step in front of them. We'll talk about them in a minute. But, it's yeah, the Cardinals did the best they could, I think, with this one. I think since Kyler Murray's come back, there's a little pickup in the offense. They certainly scored scoring better. Uh, They can get the points on there. Um, And, yeah, if you're a defense in the Cardinals, you know, it's – asking a lot to get out there and get rolled on every game. Um, so with them eliminated from the playoffs, they can look forward to the future. The Bears aren't fully eliminated yet, Crazy. not mathematically. So it's Cardinals at Bears this week. Um, we might not need to spend a lot of time on this one. It might be heading to two minute no offense, but we pick them all. So I'm going to say I'm taking the Chicago Bears at home in this one. I'm going to do
1: the same thing. I think we've talked a lot about Matt Eberflus. I think if the Bears wind up winning seven games, I think he keeps his job. And there's an outside chance with this win and another win in the next two games, he could keep his job as a seven-win head coach.
0: Yeah, he's at that spot now. Um, Okay, but so to talk about the Monday Night Football one coming up, let's first discuss the Ravens beating the Jaguars on Sunday Night Football. In Jacksonville, didn't seem to matter to the best record in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Tucker kicked three field goals when they couldn't get in the end zone. Lawrence had a touchdown but a fumble himself. Um, The Jaguars had chances to put some points on the board here right before the half and then run out of time. Uh, You need to know where you are on the field, spike that ball on first down, whatever you got to do. Throw the ball into the end zone it was 10 nothing ravens at the half for that reason um they got their field goal or their touchdown in the middle of the third though so they brought it within uh the four points then but then all ravens from there The ravens clinched the playoffs they are in they are the only team in the afc that have uh stamped their ticket so far but it's not without uh injury to keaton mitchell the Awesome new running back tore his ACL. It's an ugly, ugly <laughs> injury, too. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to keep him out for most of next
1: year, too, which really sucks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you lose a guy like Keaton Mitchell, it sucks. You still luckily have Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Um, mm-hmm. They've always had a deep running back crew. There's J.K. Dobbins. as Fuck, dude, they've had such bad luck with injuries yeah. in the running back <laughs> position. It's really been terrible. Um yeah, Lamar just keeps doing enough. Like, I don't think he had a great game in particular, but um, he ran the shit out of the ball. Like, they're, the Jaguars were covering most of his wide receivers. Uh, once again, most of his wide receivers, not super-duper talented. You know, we're we're at the point where Odell Beckham is a shadow of him for self. Isaiah likely is a decent tight end, but he's no Mark Andrews. And aside from that, he's got nobody to throw it to. So we're in the same cycle of Baltimore, which is – can you get Lamar targets? Can you get him somebody that he can throw this ball to? Because otherwise, it's just a Lamar running game with a compliment by Gus Edwards. And I don't know if that's enough in these playoffs. Mm -hmm. This defense will travel, but if you can't push the ball down the field and you're just going to grind dudes out, you're going to run up against a high-flying offense, a la the Bills, a la the the Chiefs, and you're just not going to be able to to muster the same sort of firepower. That's the thing that worries me. And then the Jaguars, really slipping, man. You know, they had a chance to to separate themselves yeah. and end some questions about how they've been progressing, and this just, you know, makes them vulnerable in the AFC South.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tough tough games uh, against tough competitors that the Jaguars have lost to lately. But again, these are the competitors you need to be beaten in the playoffs, and these aren't even the playoffs yet, and you're getting these home games um Jaguars not a lot of success in prime time it hasn't been fun for them in the prime no. under the lights uh as we've seen and then the um the Ravens on the other side yeah you're right they're in this precarious spot you look at the uh offense and they do have a lot of names they got a lot of talent but they have to figure out ways to move the ball in other ways you know on the ground or something uh to to keep going on uh in through the playoffs I uh, trust uh the uh, coaching staff there that they can figure out those ways that they'll be in these games and stuff. Um, did you see not the uh, the young tight end Isaiah Likely kind of coming into his own? He had himself a touchdown 70 yards in this one. We he said did. that he might be filling those uh, shoes of uh, Andrews before you know it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Isaiah Likely is a talent. We started to see him blossoming a little bit last year. Um, yep. So when he, we talked about when Andrews went down. Likely is a decent option, but you'd love to have a guy like – Andrews and likely rather than just one of them because, you know, like I said, you're, you don't have a lot of options in the wide receiver position. Yeah. Yeah. You're missing those big names.
0: All right. So before the break, Monday night football, this is arguably maybe the top two teams in the, in the league right now. It is the Baltimore Ravens going to San Francisco to play the 49ers. This is the game that finishes Christmas day. Everybody uh, kick off on Christmas night christmas day night so the the ravens here can clinch the division with a we'll say we'll call it a non-loss and uh browns loss so you know if they tie this game uh the 49ers clinch the number one seed with a win and some help Uh, so they can even do that this week too so there's a lot at stake in this one and it might be a preview of the super bowl who's to say i i Cause it's in San Francisco and the Niners are playing so good, that's who I'm leaning to taking, and that's who I'll be picking in this one, um, as they work, you know, to get that number one seed. I'm sure they want home field. I just don't think Baltimore is going. To, once again, it's across the entire country,
1: you know, it's it's yeah. Baltimore to San Francisco. That's tough by itself, and then I just don't think Baltimore has the firepower to keep up with San Fran right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm
0: also gonna have to go with the 49ers at home. Yeah. All right, so we stuck in um, five good games. we got a bunch more to come, so when we hit all those and get you an even clearer look at the playoff picture, we're going to first take a break. And so when we return, the two-minute no offense and everything else for Week 16, even the stuff that we didn't really enjoy, yes, this is The Push-Off. Sometimes the silence seems so Present and future is where need to be We've returned and it's time to speed through some quick shitty games like we want to and don't wish to speak about. It is time For the two-minute, no offense.
1: Because no offense, but I didn't mean to insinuate that Igor Olshansky was Russian. It turns out he's Ukrainian, and that's a big hot-button issue right now. So sorry about that for Igor Olshansky. Uh, But, you know, if you're a shitty team, you know, like you're a shitty country like Russia, you're going to be in this (laughs) part of uh, the program, man. Maybe you just didn't do a fucking uh, good job scouting. Maybe you just didn't show any fucking effort. Uh, Maybe your team's already been eliminated and you don't give a fuck anyway. Or maybe it's just so hard to watch your offense. Uh, and your defense, that
0: um, I want to fire your head coach out of a cannon. Boom. Yeah. And somebody did this week. Mm -hmm. We haven't even gotten to that. Let's start the clock so we can discuss. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Goodbye, Brandon Staley and GM Tom Telesco of the L.A. Chargers after you lost to the Raiders 21-63. to 63. The Raiders, <laughs> after getting shut out the previous week, decided, yeah, here's all the points we wanted to score. Um, Eaton sticks, uh, Easton sticks. No, he was eatin' stick pretty much the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Got three touchdowns, one interception. A lot of that in garbage time because oh, yeah. it was 42 to nothing Raiders at the half. <sighs> um, yeah, the interims head coach. Is it Jiff Smith? Yeah. And JoJo Wooden? Yeah. These aren't names.
1: These aren't real names. These aren't real people. They were created in the lab. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> game, 63-21, wasn't even that close. That's how bad
0: this no. was. No. <laughs> All right, continuing on. A game that should have meant something but wasn't fun to watch. Uh, Steelers 13, Colts 30, so it's in here. Trubisky, two interceptions. He gets going to get benched for Mason Rudolph this week. Mitchell threw three touchdowns. It was three for five for field goals, but it was enough. Colts win. Dude, Pittsburgh is just absolutely collapsing on themselves and like bad play, bad moods, bad attitudes. I don't like Pittsburgh moving forward. Yeah, Pittsburgh's in a bad spot. The Saints crushed the Giants at home. Carr threw three touchdowns. They won twenty four to six. Uh Saints had seven sacks. It was six to seven at the half, and then the Giants did nothing in the second half. Still no idea what the Saints are. Not a single fucking clue, but I know they're better than the Giants. Uh Panthers Falcons was nine seven in the rain. That's all that needs to be said. Panthers have been eliminated since week thirteen. Oh, and that's oh no, that was their second win of the season. Congrats, Panthers. Falcons, what the hell? Did I call that? Was that mine? Did I pick that? You did not pick oh, that damn. one. No, and you you did pick the Jets, and unfortunately, they Whoa. lost thirty to nothing. Dan.
1: <laughs> oh god, yeah, that was brutal. It,
0: like right away, I was like, oh, this is out of hand. Um, Zach Wilson gets knocked out. Trevor Simeon throws two interceptions. Mostert, man, has records. Uh, Dolphins, six defense, six sacks, two interceptions in this one. Yeah,
1: never Boom. never close, honestly. Uh, there's moments where I pick, take the Jets and I'm like, I've
0: made a horrible mistake. I was there. I was there too this season. So that's what the Jets have done to everybody. As good, you know, as we're saying, you know, give it up for the Browns and the Lions and their success this year, the Jets, my God. That's just the Jets. It's what they do. They can't it's help what it they do. at this point. All right, well, that's the two-minute no offense, everybody. Thank you. Uh, Here's a couple games for next week. Uh, Colts at Falcons. We said Desmond Ritter is also getting benched (laughs) this week for Taylor Heineke. He's back now because Arthur Smith can't make up their mind. Um, Doesn't feel good for the Falcons, who seem to be in a free fall themselves, so I'll take these Colts. I'm going to do the same thing.
1: Colts are actually a decent team, and the Falcons are just you know middling and struggling at best um i just i do not see arthur smith keeping his job after the
0: season i would be shocked you know a couple of weeks ago they're like he's gonna be safe and now the report's like we're gonna reevaluate at the end of the year it's like that's not good that's not good he went seven um, and ten he,
1: seven and ten and he's probably gonna go uh somewhere six. near that again Yeah, so se-
0: yeah. either seven and ten or six and eleven that's not good not good for no. year three and this is one. This game's in Atlanta against the Colts team that shouldn't be doing this. But yeah, I I like the Colts just as like you do. All right, and then the Giants going to Philly to play the Eagles Christmas Day. This is a three thirty afternoon kickoff. Um, because Eagles need this get right and they're at home. I think they got the Giants in this one. I don't think the Giants will make it easy. It's that division stuff. But I'm gonna take the Eagles. Fuck it, gabagool. I'm going with the Giants <laughs> over the Eagles. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck the Eagles.
0: You're feeling it. I'm You're just feeling, feeling it. I'm just now. I'm
1: feeling that spiciness. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and the Eagles are weak, man. They're weak. They're, that is not to say that like the Eagles can't win. Just like they're in a weakened position right now, where if you get the Giants yeah. and they get hot, uh, I don't know. Maybe that Eagles team kind of folds in on itself.
0: Yeah, it could cause some problems. All right, let's get through some of the pain. Uh the Bengals beat the Vikings in overtime, twenty-seven to twenty-four. If that score sounds familiar, that was the exact same thing that happened the last time. Minnesota traveled to Cincinnati. Yes. I'm getting tired of traveling to Cincinnati. Twenty seven, <laughs> twenty-four in overtime. Um Chris Mullins got the start. He threw three hundred three. Oh, I said Chris. Yep. Yeah, Nick Mullins. <laughs> uh he got he threw three hundred three passing yards, two touchdowns, but he also threw two bonehead interceptions that just make me hate them um we had our best rushing game of the uh year because alexander madison didn't play and it was uh tice chandler in there and he had 157 total yards from scrimmage uh, addison had a great game but then on the other side it was uh, jake browning 324 two touchdowns one interception one of them to higgins that was an arm punt let's be fair um Higgins you want to uh I don't know I I, (laughs) the end of this game him him shouting they never should have cut me into the uh the cameras surprised me I was like I didn't think this was a Jake Browning redemption game but uh whatever I mean I guess he's right because he wasn't throwing interceptions while getting sacked into the same guy's arms but it didn't look that much better in in my uh estimation. So the Vikings uh who were up seven to three at the half in this one, had a chance, had the lead through most of it. Uh Cincinnati played catch up through most of it and then took the, the win at in overtime. Uh, hey, it stung. It stung.
1: A dub's a dub. We said it last week, and we gotta say it again this week for Jake Browning. A dub's a <laughs> dub. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is your revenge game. He was waived back in twenty twenty one. I mean, he was he was
0: on your team for three years. I think the only reason why he got removed is because of the uh, change of uh, of coaching staff and GM yeah. and everything. You know they're gonna bring in their own guys. So so what? I mean, it's not making it up to anybody on the staff now. I don't know. No. You know.
1: And this is his first Whatever. season. I mean, he's he's three and one as a starter. That's really pretty good. He's having a nice little you know nice little run of games for a backup. Um, yeah. I am just fucking shocked that the Bengals are able to do this. I know we're not giving out any awards to the to Zack Taylor in Cincinnati this year, but honestly kind of amazing you lose Joe Burrow and you're still eight and six and you still got an inside track to the playoffs. That's pretty impressive. And yeah, give Jake Browning the credit he's due, give this defense the credit they're due. I thought they did a really good job against your Vikings. Um, but, you know, Nick Mullins also helped him out. Those those turnovers, man, that that becomes
0: the huge difference in the game. They were field goals at least uh, where they were on the field. So they really hurt, um, you know, besides like turning them over for touchdowns about the second worst spots on the field to, to start doing that stuff. And that re- really bothered because the rest of the team seemed to be playing pretty good. JJ stayed on the field, Addison, two touchdowns, but uh, yeah, that one, um, you know, it's a road conference game. So if they can come in and hang in with the lions and these two and stuff like that, they still got a shot, but it, it, it feels uh, rough because you you feel like you've run through all the quarterbacks you have, and the only thing you're asking Nick Mullins to do is to not turn the ball over. You just want him to hold on to it and not do such dumb things in those situations, and he just kept doing those. So uh, That one was a, a pain to watch. Um, the Bengals have too much talent for that stuff, even though Jamar Chase, uh, after an amazing third-down conversion— hurt uh i think it's ribs or something or yeah shoulder he's out he's going to be out for this game on saturday he's going to be out for a little bit while uh they are playing the steelers this week who uh, are getting t higgins still legit yeah t higgins looked awesome he had the touchdown swing the ball back around his body to get it across the line of scrimmage that was cool um this game is on also winners get the other one's a playoff spot, basically, as the Bengals go to Pittsburgh, play the Steelers, divisional game. Uh, Trubisky bench for Mason Rudolph, that doesn't feel great, so I'm taking the Bengals. But uh, weird things can happen in Pittsburgh in a divisional game. These two teams hate each other. I think right now the Steelers uh, fans hate the Steelers, though. That's the
1: problem. <laughs> is Normally yeah. the Steelers are like, rough and tumble man we're just you know we're scrappy recently the Steelers on the field have been putting together subpar performances uh not by talent but just effort um so I'm going to take the team that seems to be hot I'm going to take the team that seems to be giving effort on every play um yeah and a team that's not down to their third string quarterback just their second let's go to the
0: Bengals all right yeah so we can we agree there uh this is one we also agreed on last week that it was the rams beating the commanders they did commanders made it made it close and i think we thought they were going to Mm -hmm. 28 to 20 um brissette had to finish this one for sam howell um give him some some spark there at the end he did get him two touchdowns um mclaurin had a nice ending there uh, and then the commanders sat on the, the ball to get that last touchdown for such a long time they didn't have time to do anything more with it. um The Rams, with uh you know Kyron Williams and uh, Stafford, both looked really good. They got Cooper Cup going for over 100 yards. It was all Rams in the first half, 13 to nothing. The commanders made that comeback, but yeah, like I said, they wasted so much time getting that. Their last touchdown on the board that it just didn't uh, give them any more to come back. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't think this game was as close as the
1: final score. Um, just because at that point they're like, "Fuck, Sam, well, get out of there."
0: Yeah, it was fourteen to twenty-eight, and then when they got down there to ma- it was like, "Oh, this could be a game." There was like four and a half minutes left, and yeah. they didn't score until there was under two. And you're like, mm, "Well, that's pretty much it," because then you need an onside kick, and you can't do onside kicks, and. So, Commander's eliminated from the playoffs mathematically now. They're done. Um, and we'll see if it. You know, we hear of a Commander's team ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're,
1: I don't know what Sam Howell is. The more and more I watch these games, the less and less I know what Sam Howell is. Sam Howell mm-hmm. had less than 50% completions for this game. Jacoby Brissett came in and seemed to take the reins of the team and it was Terry McLaurin's had a down year, I think just because Sam Howell doesn't fucking find him and Jacoby Brissett's like fucking laser beams. Yeah. Um yeah. helped me in my fantasy league. So I'll take that. <laughs> um but yeah, I just I don't know what Washington does moving forward. I know at being a four or five win team, they're gonna have a, a chance to grab one of these quarterbacks early on. But I also don't know if that fixes Washington. Um yeah. but you know, This is a pretty good QB draft class from all the preliminary hearings that we're we're seeing. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know if Sam Howell, as a four-win starter, uh, can even hold on to a job like this or if he just becomes, you know, the John Kitten to the Carson Palmer they bring in.
0: That's a good point. Um, New ownership, too. It's a sexy thing to bring in a... uh New quarterback and things like that or face of the franchise. I so. think you
1: can trade a guy like Sam Howell, honestly. You know, it, oh, sure, he especially becomes, if you do pick somebody up. Yeah, he's worth a third-round pick at the very least, if not a
0: second. You, know, you bring him as a competition or, you know. Um, or if not that, you know, keep him as a backup because it's shown this season how important it is to have a QB2 that you can at least turn to. That's true, yeah. Call it a, um, you know, battle in the... Uh, preseason even if it is and even if you're going to give it to the rookie and then if the rookie doesn't do very well sam Howell comes back in. yeah true re uh, re-intervises his career who's to say um the uh, commanders are going to new york play the jets this week again another game <sighs> that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time thinking about uh the jets have missed uh the postseason now here's a here's an early crazy stat for you 13 straight seasons this is the longest drought now of the four major sports. Brutal, thirteen years.
1: Um, yeah. I didn't even no know my wife thirteen years ago. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. crazy? Like, I since the Jets have been to the playoffs, I have met my wife, married my wife, had three different children, changed jobs
0: four times, um, and started a podcast. <laughs> That's have you great. seen? There is a uh, lot of those things going around. There's kids, they're showing pictures of them, like, last time the Jets were in the playoffs, they're in their, like, Jets uniforms of the Curtis Martins and stuff, and then they're like, and then now, and they're like, here's my kid who was in my arms at the time, and
1: they're like, yep. There's a, there is a uh, tight end on the Jets, Jeremy Ruckert, who, the last time they went, and he was a, he's a Jersey kid, um, or he's from Lindenhurst. my apologies, but uh, the last time they were in the playoffs, he was 10
0: fucking years old, and now he plays (laughs) for the Jets, Mm. Yeah. So not this year Jets, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens the following years. Oh, I'm taking you in this game though. I'm taking you to beat the Commanders. Hey. There's some good things. Uh yeah, I'm Listen, man, I'm I'm so off the Jets. I'm so bit by the
1: Jets. I'm I'm actually going to give it to the Commanders cuz I'm picking Terry McLaurin to have a big ass game today. I need a big ass game okay. from you, Terry. Got to have it.
0: Um I Pretty sure they're going back to Sam Howell in this one. I don't. Th- I think Brissett was just. Uh, yeah. The end of that.
1: You kind of you know what you have with
0: Brissett. You gotta you gotta keep right. running Howell out there. So we'll see. Okay, well, we got a different one there. Um, oh, we can also pick the Thursday night game that's starting off this week. That is the New Orleans Saints going to L.A. to play these Rams, who all of a sudden seem pretty hot. And this is another winner takes the other's playoff spot as well in the NFC because. Uh, they're both seven and seven, and the Saints all of a sudden, you know, if somehow Tampa or if even Atlanta, I think somehow k- still can take that division. Maybe there's a wild card spot there for one of these teams. Um, as now everybody's, yeah. excuse me, everybody's found themselves about even. So this one becomes interesting. The Saints have looked pretty good, but I think they're a much better team at home. This shortened week against a very good Rams team on the other side of the country. Give me give me LA Rams Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I'm going right with you. It's a home team across the country and uh Matt Stafford is quietly having like a fucking awesome year. So Since
0: coming back from his yeah, hurt finger thing. If, yeah.
1: If you had to guess how many uh touchdowns has Puka Nakua
0: scored this year, what would you say? I wanna say he was up well, touchdowns. Um seven, eight. Four. I was shocked by that.
1: I was shocked by like the lack of production. That him and Cooper Cup only four touchdowns each.
0: Oh, okay, it's crazy. They spread it around. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we got to talk about your game, Dan. Cowboys ten, Bills thirty-one. The reason why it's not in the two-minute no offense like all your wins is this one was big for the playoffs, and uh, these two teams are heading there. Well, Bills, we'll see. Uh, They're trying to make a turnaround. Um, Tough game for Prescott, uh, and then. It was all, I mean, it was not a lot of passing for both sides. It was all uh, the Cook uh, little brother there, Uh, Mm -hmm. Dalvin's little brother, 222 total yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. Bills had the lead at the half, even though, like you said, Cowboys did clinch the playoffs before this game began.
1: It was uh, was pretty quick that they were able to just kind of dice us up on defense. Like, the opening drive, the fact that they ran 15 fucking plays – on their opening drive, and we had a, a ton of boneheaded penalties um, in this game, which really fucking killed us. That's the hard part. Is mm. um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence got a roughing the passer on a third and four. They would have had to kick a field goal instead. Touchdown Bills, like two plays later. It sucks. Um, the Cowboys have uh, offensive holding that would have been huge plays. That marks just down there. We had um, a run of, a roughing the kicker for. Um, Oh yeah. Dude, Sam Williams was like absolutely in the backfield. If he had just stayed on his feet and like reached like physically reached out for the ball rather than jumping, that would have been a block punt, maybe a touchdown. Um, and then it rained all game. <laughs> it rained all game, Zach Martin <laughs> leaves with an injury, and we just kind of folded the tent. You know, I mean it wasn't great to see. Um, but it also didn't make me go like, "Oh god, we're fucked." Like we're set up the same way the Colts were set up during the Peyton Manning days. We need to get a lead. We need to pin our ears back. We need to go after you as a defense because we are undersized. We play a lot of hybrid linebacker safeties, and when you just run at us like that, that's not good for us. Um, If you just hit us with perimeter runs and gash us with perimeter runs, that's exactly what the the Cardinals did. Um, Most teams can't do it because they can't just run all the time when we're scoring the way we're scoring. But, uh, you know, when... Zach Martin goes out, and we can't get the push that we need to. It folds the offense in, and we just, yeah, it's just not good, man. We're just not having a good time. Uh, C.D. Lamb still doing everything he can. Um, somebody made a point that Dak Prescott somehow lost the inside track for the number one seed, the division, and the MVP race all in <laughs> one.
0: Um, it, yeah, it was a rough one. I mean, in the from what I've seen in all seasons, the Cowboys have these dominating performances, and then they have a, Coming down to earth game like this within the dominating ones that makes everybody go, oh, okay, no, maybe I got to second guess this again. I'll tell you
1: though, Cowboys go 13 and four and we dismantle the Lions and the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if Dak's not right back in the MVP conversation, honestly. Um, If that happens, if that happens, you know, if we limp into the playoffs at like 11 and fucking six. That's not good. That doesn't make me feel great. We're probably a wild card team. And then who are we facing in the opening rounds? But probably the Eagles. So, But I, I do sure. want the Eagles again. That would actually make me very happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're in a situ- weird situation here. I think you guys match up pretty well against uh, NFC teams, but I think you're going to be in a much better situation at home than on the road. Oh, yeah. So that's important there to, to, to wrap up the division. Uh, with these Eagles slipping, there's a chance there. But, yeah, you're right. You have a much tougher sled Coming with the Dolphins and Lions. And who did he finish with? Uh, oh, he, yeah, uh, the Commanders. Commanders. Uh, a <laughs> couple of those. Tougher than the uh, than the Eagles have it. So yeah, I mean, there's a we'll legit see. chance by
1: Week 18 we might, you know, if we lose two, we're basically resting Week 18. Um, sure. So, I mean, we... Where everybody else is and it's just seeding, yeah. We could go into the playoffs at 10-7 and seven, having lost four in a row. Yeah. And that yeah. wouldn't feel great. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it would be it would be like, hey, we're ten and seven. We've had a real rough couple games. Hey, let's not play anybody week eighteen and then let's see what we can do with a healthy team, uh, you know, first week of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it kinda yeah, whatever the Eagles doing from this point on, and if you guys slip up at all, it's kind of your decision on the end of the season. Yeah. We're probably still um, fifth seed with ten wins, so who knows? Where are you gonna be this week? None Miami. So uh it's Dallas at the Dolphins. The Dolphins, uh, coming off their big win at home. Or, no, that was in New York, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I thought they were at home. I thought the Jets came
0: down. They were at home, yeah. So they get two here at home. Uh, Cowboys two on the road. So that makes it tough for them. Um, the Dolphins can clinch the division with a win and a Bills loss. They can actually take the, uh, East. And, uh, they can clinch the playoffs with just a win. So they have stuff on the line here, the Dolphins do. Um... Saw the hard knocks uh, from this last week. Today uh, seems like they're trying to get themselves back going again. Um, Tyreek's health is important. He did not play at all in that one. and I think he's going to be needed for this uh, Cowboys one. But I'm the one thing I think the Cowboys are the most you got to be worried about is Raheem Mostert. I think that him and his running style is the one thing you were talking about. Guy gets to the outside probably better than a lot of our other running backs, and so. I don't like that matchup for you, and I don't like that the Cowboys are on the road here, so I'm going to take Dolphins.
1: It's too late in the season for me to get off the Cowboys bandwagon. Uh, I'm taking the <laughs> Cowboys on the road. I, I also think this is a terrible matchup for us. Um, if we had at least had a decent game against Buffalo, that'd be fine. Um, I will say this. If the Cowboys start out with a lead, Tua is in a lot of fucking trouble. He's in a lot of trouble, especially if Tyreek's not as explosive because we are going to get to that motherfucker. We might not even have to worry about Raheem Mostert to Devon A. Chain. Um, we might yeah. just be into his face all day.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, the Dolphins are having their own problems at this time of year, so it's not a guarantee here, and and they've had a hard time staying consistent. And so it's two teams that have had a hard time staying consistent, and one's coming up the loss, one's coming up to the win. They're both 10-4. and four. So I could see the Cowboys doing it, but I'm going to take Dolphins because they're at home. Uh, how about Bills at Chargers? This is a Saturday game, uh, Saturday night game. So uh, we start off with the uh, Bengals-Steelers in the afternoon, and then the night one is Bills-Chargers this week. Um, there is 62 different ways the Chargers can be eliminated from the playoffs this week it's <laughs> just, just fun yeah it just wins losses ties count It counted up to 62 um so i'm taking that to happen just with the bills beating them uh normally in la um because yeah the Chargers are in a in a big old mess buffalo is desperate um i think the chargers are going
1: to be a bit of a surprise in this game i still think buffalo is going to win but i don't think the chargers are going to get blown out because you kind of go back to square one after you get beat 63 to fucking 21, you mm. kind of get to go, hey, we're not doing that defense the way we did it before. Let's call a completely different game plan that maybe Buffalo hasn't seen before. There's still talent on the field for the Chargers. There's still a way to give Buffalo a lot of problems. And once again, coming all the way across the country on a, on a relatively short week, they played a Sunday yeah. night game, they're going to play a Saturday uh, night game. You know, you lose a day.
0: I, I still think Buffalo is going to win, but I don't think the Chargers are going to get fucked up. Okay, we'll yeah, see what happens there. Buffalo certainly needs it, and the Chargers do not. So, yeah, Chargers can just play spoiler. Um, let's talk about Tampa beating Green Bay. There's just a few more games left from last week. They beat them 34-20. to 20. We did not pick it because no one thought Baker Mayfield was going to go off like that. 381, four touchdowns because uh, he had White going for 139 total yards. Godwin had 10 catches for 155. Um, and then on the other side, Love had two touchdowns. Packers defense had five sacks. It was tight in the first half, 13-10. to 10. But Baker Mayfield becomes the first QB to have a perfect passer QB rating in Lambeau Field. That's kind of crazy as for... A ro- well, as a road team. You know, I'm pretty oh, sure, sure they, yeah. the other Packers QBs have done it, but yeah.
1: I, I was honestly shocked... That's the first time that's ever happened in Lambeau. No kidding. That is a fucking, that is a long time to be playing in that stadium. Um, Baker was taking sacks rather than throwing interceptions. um, And I think it wound up being the right call for him. Um, (laughs) I was surprised Mike Evans wasn't more involved. Um, It just seems like Godwin just had his man all day. Um, Shocked with how good... The Buccaneers are capable of being offensively. Like when Baker is on his shit and he's feeling good, um, it's a lot of fun to watch. That being said, uh, the Packers don't know how to coordinate a defense. Sometimes, like they just I fall guess. apart completely. Man, I don't. I don't understand what's going on. Um, Jordan Love' job is secure moving forward. I think. Um, I don't think the Packers are going to make the playoffs this year, but I do think they're going to be in a good position to move forward. Uh, Next year, they got a lot of young talent in the wide receiver position. This game kind of solidified, hey, Packers, you're done. Um, You know, I know they're still kind of alive in the wild card, but losing a game like this to the Buccaneers on the road basically is the death knell. I'm tombstoning uh, these Green Bay Packers.
0: Oh, there's a tombstone on them. Yeah, I thought Aaron Jones may have been the healthiest he's been all year, but it's way too late for that. Mm -hmm. Um, They... Yeah, I did not think Tampa was gonna give him this much trouble at home um, no. but Tampa's one of those weird teams that gets going when everybody starts clicking like that and Godwin looked great and um, yeah they were just completing passes all over the stuff uh, so with this win um, Tampa's still holding on to f- technically first place and yeah. ties and stuff for the for the South. Do they still have a game against the Saints? Because those are the two that are tied right now, right? Um, I think they do. I can double check. I'm trying to pull it up myself. Yes, they do on New Year's Eve in Tampa. So they have Jaguars at home, Saints at home, Panthers on the road. So Tampa's in a good spot here to take this division. Uh, but the Jaguars could make some problems with them this week. It is a Sunday afternoon start uh, in you know a little battle there in... Our nation's wang. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to take the, the Jaguars. Yeah, and I want to take the Jaguars in this. I want to cheer for them. I, I don't think it's very far of a trip. I feel like they're a better team, but Trevor Lawrence is apparently in concussion protocol still mm-hmm. and hasn't practiced all week, so that doesn't feel good. Um, can I put that? Uh, I'm gonna put that caveat on there that if Trevor Lawrence does not start this game, I'll take Tampa. Uh, you're welcome to it because I'm going to
1: fire the cannons regardless. I'm actually going to take Tampa Bay um, at home. Um, yeah, sorry, I sorry, my apologies. They are, uh, I think they're pretty good. I think they're pretty decent, and I think Jacksonville is slipping. Um, they are. It it does. I actually don't know if Jacksonville, despite how good they were in the middle of the season, is even going to win the AFC South. That's what's crazy <laughs> to me. Um, I take the Bucks to win one here. I think the Bucks are going to pick one up at the end of the year. I think the Bucks are going to be the division champions at uh at
0: 9 and 9 and 8. I think that's the way it's going to end. If they if they win this one, I think they almost have it sewn up. I mean, that the Saints could upset them, but that would be a tough to do it in uh Tampa. So, yeah, I think this is a big one for them. Um I just well, they I, beat yeah. the Saints at
1: home, too. So, even if they drop one to the Saints, um, oh yeah, so then they beat the Saints the, at home. Right. If they drop one to the Saints, uh, even at their house, they go to Carolina for the end of the, the year yeah. and it would give them the the tie break for division record.
0: Okay. All right. So yeah, they are basically set up to take it. Um I I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say this Jaguars can pull out the win. Tampa's you know hasn't been very consistent if Trevor plays. All right, fair enough. I'll give All you the right. caveat. And then Packers, Panthers. Packers are going to Carolina. Now Carolina just got the second win of the season, but I think Green Bay will figure stuff out. They still got uh, playoff uh, aspirations on the line here, so I'm going to take Green Bay on the road. I think this very much could be a letdown
1: game for the Packers. Um, I mean, I know they're 6-8. I know they're still technically in it, but you got to feel real bad uh, losing to the Buccaneers. I think you just
0: tombstoned them. I'm sure they feel bad, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that um, I hate. I'm sure they listen to the live recording. Uh, that very few yeah. people actually do. Um, but I think I I'm actually gonna take the Panthers at home against the against the Green Bay Packers. I know that's You're weird, um, but I I see chaos erupting at the top of the draft board. I think the Panthers are gonna get three wins, and uh, maybe the Bears That'd don't be have a number one
0: overall pick. Oh, there's so many reasons to cheer for the Panthers in that game. There you go. Um, all right, just two more to discuss and then we wrap up this episode, you guys. Uh let's talk about the Lions big win. They beat the Broncos. This was all the way back on Saturday, so try to remember. Forty two to seventeen. Uh Russell Wilson at the touchdown and rushing one, but that doesn't equal Goff's five that day. Uh, Gibbs got going, he had two of those, and Sam Laporta had three. He got my hopes up for my fantasy team before they all went crashing down. <laughs> you just can't play that many 49ers against at once. Um, so anyways, Lions 21 nothing at the half, and they didn't let the Broncos back into this one. They controlled it uh, at home over Denver. Jared Goff sporadically looks fantastic, and then right. it looks like yep. you
1: need to replace this fucking guy. Uh, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery... I know that the Lions' defense is not very good, but their offensive attack—Jesus! Like I'm on Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, even Jamison Williams—the way he stretches the field, like God—I don't want to play them offensively. I would love for my offense to play their defense constantly and forever. Um, but yeah, they can—they can shoot it out with anybody. I, you know, this was a huge blow to Denver's playoff hopes. Did we both take the Lions in this?
0: Yeah. Okay. We both of yeah. the Lions in this one. Um, I agree. I think Denver, yeah, was in a tough spot here in a short week and going to Detroit, a team they just didn't know very well. And the Lions can put up points. You're right on anybody. Um, it feels like you got to get in Goff's face more than they did here, and they just weren't able to 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 shake him. So he just getting to the top of his drop and just hitting everybody. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked very easy for the Lions, and when they get going like this at home, it doesn't really matter the holes on their defense, uh, it seems. So we'll see as we as we continue on if anyone can, can shake these Lions. They certainly had their problems, and um, one of them has been against teams that do know them, and they're getting the Vikings this week. So perhaps there's uh, somebody that can uh, knock them off the pedestal here before they take this division. Um, they can w- take it with a win this week. Uh, they actually get a playoff clinching with a uh, Rams or a Seahawks loss so they can get in that way too this week. So the Lions in a very good spot to make the playoffs for the first time since what is it, like twenty twelve or something. It's been a long time. It'd be a, it'd be a division first time since 1991, 92, I think it was. That's yeah. like the very beginning of when I started watching football.
1: Yeah, it's been over talking. thirty years since they won the division. Um they've been in the they were in the playoffs during the Matt Stafford era. Um, yes. I remember the Cowboys
0: beating they them. Lost later. to the Seahawks, yeah, right? Yeah, Cowboys beat, okay. so Cowboys beat them. Okay, Cowboys beat them. Yeah, so there's been some, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this week it's in Minnesota. Vikings doing the whiteout. They're gonna wear all the the white uniforms. I'm the way Nick Mullins was playing. I'm not trusting him. I'm I'm gonna take the uh, the Lions in this one. I just think they've got more talent, and so. Minnesota, who desperately needs it, I think they need it a whole lot more. They got to keep going in there. The the Rams and the Seahawks feel like they're going to take those last two uh, wild card spots here. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm picking Lions.
1: I I don't know how anybody um, with their third string quarterback stays offensively with the Lions. I just don't understand it. Um, strange thing was uh, the Lions actually um, activated their uh, rookie quarterback Hendon Hooker just in case. Uh, oh. So, yeah, Handon Hooker has been activated off
0: the, the pup list. Which reminds me another bit of news, uh, a little bit sad one that I found out this week. Teddy Bridgewater is also backup of the Lions. He's going to be hanging it up and retiring after this year.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably good. I mean, good for Teddy. Teddy's made
0: good He's going to coach some TV football or something like that. Or like He's coaching. He's going to go into some coaching. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, Teddy's yeah. been great feel bad i mean the 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 potential whatever career thing i mean but then he jumped around and and uh, did pretty well as a backup for for a while there so so i'm you know obviously
1: teddy bridgewater had the potential to be much more but teddy bridgewater has made over 65 million dollars in his career um there you go i think he's gonna be all right especially it was that year after the saints when he went to the panthers and basically signed 23 million dollars to go to the panthers and then just like Shit kinda was shitty. (laughs) Like just kinda shitty all year. Um and then to the Broncos, then to the Dolphins, now to the Lions. I he's he's had a nice little journeyman career the past five years.
0: All right. Uh but so for this one you were taking the Lions as well. Oh yeah, gotta take the Lions. All right. One more game. One more game here from last week, and that is the Chiefs beating the Patriots. Twenty seven to seventeen. Patriots did what they could to keep it close. It was fourteen to ten at the half. This was a Bailey Zappy start. Um, the Chiefs were without Pacheco, and um, they did what they could with uh, Edwards-Alaire over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. McKinnon threw a passing touchdown and caught one. And then Mahomes um, did throw two interceptions but got two touchdowns himself. So the Chiefs take care of the Patriots as we thought they would and uh, keep up the, uh, the race in the AFC. I
1: just fucking love... The fact that Kadarius Tony had another fucking stupid, (laughs) stupid
0: play—he's he's he's piling them up now. Oh my god, it's so bad,
1: dude! Like, I, I don't know what you do. Like, do you just cut the fucking guy in the street? Like, he's just been so bad, but there's just no answer uh, in Cincinnati in terms of, uh, sorry, in Kansas City in terms of giving him offensive weapons. It's it's either Travis Kelsey or fucking nothing. Um, yeah, really yeah. rough, really rough to <laughs> watch. But still, as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, there's always a chance. And, yeah, the Patriots three eleven. If the Panthers win, the Patriots could be the number one overall pick, could bring in a guy like Caleb Williams. I don't know if you throw Caleb Williams into a situation with Bill Belichick. I don't know if you do that. I don't think that's yeah. your best option. So, yeah,
0: I think that could be a very interesting thing moving forward. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick could be heading somewhere else if it's not something that they want to do, so... Everybody's going to get their their way in that situation. It almost feels like it uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, Patriots are going to the Broncos. Uh, that's Sunday Night Football, and the reason why that's not getting flexed is that's Christmas Eve football. <laughs> so, um, as the the kiddies are going down uh, with sugar plums dancing in their heads, mm-hmm. we're getting Broncos at Patriots, so everyone can just go to bed. Um, oh, it's Patriots um, at Broncos, um, isn't it? What did I say? Broncos. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm reversing it. Yes, Patriots at Broncos. They're in Denver. Denver's wearing the, the white-capped uh, color rush ones with the white helmets. So I'm taking Denver <laughs> against a bad Patriots team.
1: Yeah, that's what New England needed. They needed to go in a mile high and struggle to breathe while they also struggle to offensively move the ball at all. Uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, here's a win for you, Denver. Denver's got a pretty good chance to finish the season with 10 wins. I know that sounds crazy from where they started, but uh, their last three games are very, very winnable.
0: Yeah, Chargers after this, okay. Um, and then the Chiefs can clinch a division this week if they win and the Broncos lose. And they are playing Monday night football against the Raiders, so they're going to know if that's on the table or not by the time they're their kickoff the next day uh, on Christmas Day night against the raiders so it is uh or no yeah christmas day uh, is it night no it's not night sorry it is one o'clock in the it's to start the uh christmas day games why it's, it's christmas raiders day. at chiefs yes so there you go uh i'm gonna take the chiefs in this one the raiders you know yes yeah, 63 great this isn't the chargers this is the chiefs again at home and the chiefs will take care of business
1: I'm going to take the Raiders. The Raiders are actually built to beat the Chiefs. They have been built to beat the Chiefs for a long time. They've got a new head coach that isn't Josh McDaniels and a piece of shit. I think their talent-wise, a guy like Max Crosby is going to get pressure um, on a guy like Mahomes. I, I'm actually
0: strangely going to take the Raiders in this. Um, I think I said that when they played the Raiders, when those Chiefs sat Raiders. I was like, How oh, these Raiders gonna be... <laughs> and it just didn't turn out that way. Um... Got some throwbacks with the Dolphins wearing them in your Cowboys game, and the Bears are wearing their throwbacks at home. Just notice that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but those are all of the games from this coming week, you guys. and They're now all picked as we are getting closer to the end to see who is going to take home the championship in picks this year. I think Dan's beaten me, beat me last year. I think he's beat me the last two years, but right now I have the lead over him. I was up by just one last week at 129, Dan at 128, this week I come in at 140. Dan at 138. So I'm ahead of you by just the two games. We've got enough here that he could wipe it all away just this week. Come so we'll on, Raiders <laughs> and uh, Bear.
1: No, who? Uh, Fuck, a, you weird... <laughs> Fuck you, Jets. Fuck you, Jets and Panthers. And come on, Panthers, do, yeah. do me a
0: favor. We got some wild ones. All right, uh, I got some crazy stats and I got a little quick quiz. Oh yeah. So. Here's your quiz for this week, Dan. What defense has held the most opponents to 10 or less points the most this year? 10 or less? Yeah. Most games with 10 or less points for the opponent. Uh, I want to say it's Cleveland, but I don't think that's true. The Browns are actually tied for second place with three. Mm. There's two other teams there, actually. Mm. Interesting. Um, Could it be my Cowboys? Nope. Mm. I don't know. Who is it? First place is the Baltimore Ravens, who have had five games where teams have had 10 or less points. Tied with the Browns are the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. Really? The Saints? (laughs) What (laughs) a shock. Yeah, that floored me. All right, crazy stats. We talked about Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert had 19 touchdowns in his first three years in the league. This (laughs) year, he's got 20. He's got more offensive touchdowns this year than the Giants do, than the Panthers do, and the Jets do. I think it's safe to say he's having a good season. He's having a good season. Uh, Lamar Jackson ties Tom Brady now for 56 wins in his first 75 starts. The only people ahead of them in the uh, Super Bowl era was Mahomes, Stabler, and Staubach.
1: Pretty rarefied
0: air, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think Fif- all of those guys pretty good. Yeah, 56 wins in the first 75. That's nuts. That's crazy. Um, and then Ch- Joe Flacco becomes the first Browns QB since Brian Seip to throw for 300 or more yards in back-to-back games. And Brian Seip won MVP that year. I don't think Joe Flacco's going to win MVP. <laughs> it was a t- it was a different time. It was a different time. Those three hundred yard passing games from Brian, Brian Seip. and Stefanski is the first Browns head coach to have multiple winning seasons since Marty Schottenheimer. God, is that true? Yep, yep. And we love Marty Schottenheimer. It's been a long, long time for the Browns. Shot. Rip Shot. Even shotty. when they had the one playoff peak, then it was all downhill after that for. All that stuff. So. He was
1: great for a while for the uh, the Chargers, man. He was really good.
0: Yeah. All right. Those are my crazy stats, you guys. That is our episode of this week's Push-Off podcast. We have just three more football-playing regular season weeks left, and then it's playoffs, and then we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. So you're going to want to subscribe if you haven't already. What are you doing? And then tell all your other friends that you talk to about football every week. They got to be in on this, right? You, you share with them what you enjoy. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for coming around here yet again. Uh, we do this show each and every week, so subscribe so you know when we're up again. But before we leave this week, Dan, you have some parting words of wisdom. The only thing that ever solves the
1: wound uh, of a Cowboys loss is an Eagles loss. And, uh, man, this one was delicious. It almost completely wiped the taste of the Buffalo Bills thrashing of my Cowboys. Um, I am now officially on my shit with the Cowboys uh, beating the Eagles and taking the the division. I've picked the Giants. I'm picking the Eagles to have a full monumental collapse here at the end of the season. Cannot wait. Uh, Would be more excited than anything to know that the Eagles have to travel as the fifth seed. I would fucking love
0: it. (laughs) the whole uh parting words of wisdom was just bashing the eagles <laughs> Some yeah fun stuff yeah get <laughs> yeah. yourself get yourself someone to hate the way I hate the eagles and you know it gives you a little motivation in your life gives you a little extra. All right well guys thanks so much for joining another episode of the push chef podcast. We love this. I'm Scott and this is Dan. We'll see you back here next week so enjoy your uh, Christmas uh, festivities with all your friends oh, and yeah. family. So Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas.